0: On Next Level Christianity, I think that um, Louis Mont's um, service really kind of goes right along with our series about not limiting God. So that's kind of exciting. Um, So we'll see where God takes us with that. But today we're talking about having a heart of thanksgiving. Um, Clayton always makes these little suggestions to me. And I'm just the way I am. I'm often like, no, you know, Um, we'll see what God has to say because obviously I answer the Lord But Clayton did make a suggestion about, um, why don't you do a Thanksgiving message? And he always kind of does that. Why don't you do this? And, you know, he's my husband, and I respect and honor him and everything like that. But um, I'm always looking to the Lord, what he would have me minister? And it was just really funny because I went to sit down, and I asked the Lord what he'd have me minister for this Sunday. I knew it was still next-level Christianity. And the Lord spoke to me um, this phrase. He said, it's with a heart of Thanksgiving um, that we live this life and move to the next level. Amen, And so if we desire in our hearts to continue growing in the Lord and continue moving on to the next level in our walks with Him and in our Christianity, we need to have a heart of thanksgiving. Psalms 100 verse 4 says, Enter in to His presence with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. In other words, enter into where He abides, where He lives. He lives in... A, a place where we're entering in through thanksgiving. And then when we're there, you know, and we have this heart of thanksgiving, we're in his presence. And so in order to, it kind of makes sense, and in order to advance or move to the next level in your walk with him, you would need to be abiding with him and living with him, right? He says in him we live and we move and we have our being. Well, how are we going to live with him unless we're entering in with a heart of thanksgiving to his presence, on a daily basis. Amen. And so if you want to live this life successful in, um, and moving on to the next level on a continual basis with the Lord, then we need to have a, just a really steady heart of thanksgiving and entering into his presence on a daily basis where he can lead and guide and direct our footsteps. Amen. So it's in this place where his presence is um, that you make your residence. It's in a place in a heart of thanksgiving that you make his presence your residence. <laughs> Amen. So no matter. And so this is huge because I know that you don't always feel like giving thanks. You don't always feel like things are joyful and that you sit, you feel like singing and dancing and all that. We don't always feel like that. You know, we have a victory from time to time. We might do a little jig and um, you know, get excited or whatever, but we don't always feel like that. But God says to have a heart of thanksgiving and praise is, is to be in an atmosphere where his presence is made manifest. And so when you enter in by thanksgiving and praise, you're entering into that throne room where you can receive every single thing that you need, that mercy, that grace, that forgiveness, that help in time of need. So it's kind of like no matter what comes your way, if you want to keep moving forward, and moving on to the next level in him, you need to stay focused on him. And how do you do that? Through an attitude of, and a heart of thanksgiving, of praise. Amen. We're going to turn to Second Corinthians 4, verses 14 and 15 today. And the Lord says this, All of this is for your benefit. As God's grace reaches more and more people, there will be great thanksgiving, and God will receive more and more glory. That's why we never give up. So no matter what you face, you never give up. You have a heart of thanksgiving. Though our bodies are dying, or you could say though sickness or infirmity might try to come against me, and our spir- but our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are small, And they won't last very long, so don't let that be your focus, right? Yes, they produce for us, yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. Hallelujah. Verse 18. So we don't look at our troubles that we can see now. Rather, fix your gaze on the things that you cannot see. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. God's trying to tell us something here. He's trying to tell us don't get distracted by the things that might happen in this life. You know, yes, your bodies might be dying, but your spirit is being renewed as you move on with him and keep this heart of thanksgiving and you move on continually to the next level in your walk with the Lord. And you keep pressing forward and not turning back or from side to side, but you keep pressing forward towards the goal, the end prize, our heavenly calling, amen, As we keep pressing forward and we're moving from glory to glory in our walks with him, if we have a heart of thanksgiving, we won't let these things move us. Because this life, he says, is temporary. So fix your gaze on him and the heavenly calling that you have. Press forward to what lies ahead, Paul said. Because that's what really matters. And so we have something grateful, something awesome to be thankful for. And that's the fact that he sent his son Jesus to die for the sin of all mankind. He sent his son and he, you know, gives us mercy and it's new every morning. He's faithful. He protects us. Amen. He keeps us and it's just, he's just so worthy to be praised, so worthy to be exalted. And so, God wants us to keep an attitude of thanksgiving so that it keeps our focus on him so that we don't get distracted and pulled to the right, pulled to the left, amen, but keep on moving in him. First Chronicles um, 16.34 says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good because his love endures forever. If, there's, if you feel like there's nothing to be thankful for, you have that to be thankful for. His love endures forever. Great is his faithfulness. No matter what we go through, we all have salvation to be thankful for. We all have what Jesus did for each one of us to be thankful for. Hallelujah. Um, 1 Thessalonians 5.18, he says this, No matter what happens, and this is kind of really key here, no matter what happens, always be thankful, for this is God's will for you, who belong to Christ Jesus. The reason it's his will for us to always be thankful is because he wants, he says, beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper, that you would be in health, and that your soul would prosper. So God wants us moving on with him, continually moving on to the next level with him, not staying stagnant in our walks with the Lord, not staying stagnant in um, serving him, not staying stagnant and not moving from glory to glory. He wants us continually moving forward. And he's, in order to do that, he's telling us, always be thankful. Always have this heart of thanksgiving. Why? When you're thankful, your focus stays on him. What he's done, what he's doing, and what he's about to do. And because it's on him, you're moving forward. You're pressing forward to what lies ahead. And yes, there's things that go on in the right. There's things that go on in the left. And there's even things behind you. And we know what happened to, to Lot's wife when she turned around, right? We don't want that happening to us. We know what happened to Peter when he looked at the storm. He started sinking. We don't want that to happen to us, right? But Paul was a great example, not that they didn't love the Lord. he was a great example. We see him get thrown into prison, get shipwrecked, mobbed, left for dead, and all these things. But in the word of God, he says, none of these things move me. In other words, I'm fixing my eyes on Jesus. He's the author and finisher of our faith. He's fixing his eyes on him, and he's going to have a heart of thanksgiving and of praise that's going to keep him moving forward. That's why the Lord says, no matter what happens, it's, uh, in other words, I care about everything you've gone through, everything you're going through, but no matter what, not one of us is excluded from this. No matter what, keep this heart of thanksgiving. Be thankful for it's God's will for you, all who belong to Christ Jesus. Why? Because if you're thankful, you're focused on him. If you're thankful, you're focused on him and what he's done for you, what he's doing, what he's about to do, and you won't get sidetracked. You won't get discouraged. You won't get left behind. You'll keep moving forward to what he has for you. You'll make it through to the other side of that storm. Amen? Let's turn to Acts 20. This is where um, Paul says that, Acts 20. In Acts 20, verses 22 through 24, he says, and now I'm bound by the spirit to go to Jerusalem. He says, I don't know what awaits me there. Or there's other versions that says more bonds and afflictions (laughs) await me there. He says, except that the Holy Spirit tells me city after city that jail and suffering lies ahead. But yet the Holy Spirit was leading him to do it, to go there, to tell people about Jesus. He says, but my life's work, is nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned to me by the Lord Jesus. And another version says, even though this is what the Holy Spirit's warning me about, he says, none of these things move me. It's not going to stop me from doing what God's called me to. I'm going to keep pressing forward to what lies ahead. I am not going to get distracted. And you know, that's something that the Lord has told me in recent um, months, I should say. He just keeps on saying the same thing. Don't get distracted. And because the devil does come to try to kill, steal, and destroy, and we could just say distract. Because these are things, he throws a wrench in things, and he loves to try to trip us up. But if we realize our eyes and our gaze needs to be fixed on Jesus, and how you do that is have a heart of thanksgiving, realizing God's always there. He's always seeing you through. He's always moving you to the other side. When I think about the Lord it's a song, how he saved me, how he raised me up, how he filled me with the Holy Ghost, amen? How he healed me. When I think about the Lord, doesn't that just make all the problems seem to disappear? I could just start thanking the Lord. A heart of thanksgiving thinks about all the things that God has done for you. When I th- think about the Lord, if I go through a trial or a tribulation and I start having a heart of thanksgiving and I think about the Lord and how he you know, set me free during a time of oppression or how he saved me in a car accident and I'm alive and here preaching to you, amen, or how he um, healed my marriage or how he... Um, healed my children and, and, you know, had them be born, you know, full term, just different things that God has done throughout my life, I have a heart of thanksgiving. And it seems to me that all these problems that seem to try to rise up and get my distraction, get me distracted, they don't move me. Amen? Now, I'm not being thrown in prison and left for dead like Paul. (laughs) But there's different things the enemy knows what to do to try to get you down. And let me just say this, that he doesn't have any new tactics. So it seems to me that every single time he finds your little button to push, he's just going to keep pushing that same button. Keep trying because he knows he succeeded in the times past. But if you keep your eyes fixed and gazed upon Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith, you won't get distracted anymore by these things. Paul, he didn't, he made a purpose to press forward to what lies ahead. That means that there was some resistance in the pressing. There was maybe some resistance from the right or the left or something pulling him, but he was pressing forward to reach that prize. And God calls all of us, all believers, to have a heart of thanksgiving because this is what's going to help you press through. This is what's going to help you to move to that next level, even when resistance comes, when trials come. He doesn't want us to get distracted, not to get discouraged by these things, because it's the thief who comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But God has the victory already. And if you don't let those things move you, and you focus on Jesus, you focus on how big he is, soon that problem looks so small, and you just move on forward. Amen? Hallelujah. So Paul was determined to run his race and move from glory to glory, and we should be determined to do that as well and move to the next level, not allowing anything to hinder us or hold us down. Let's turn to Colossians 3. I'm just going to quote it here. He says, focus on this one thing. Focus on things above, not on the things of this earth. Focus on things above where Christ sits at God's right hand. For you were, you know, born into this new life. Now focus on that life. Focus on heaven and and the heaven's calling on your life. Focus on what's going on eternally rather than what's going on here on earth. Because like we just read, that these things are going to pass away. This time period here is very limited. What really matters is what's going on in eternity. Amen? If you focus on the things above, your heart is so filled with thanksgiving. And all God's done for you, all he's doing for you, and it'll keep you moving forward to what God has for you in the future. Let's turn to Psalms 105. And I realize Thanksgiving's over, but we need to have every day of our life filled with a heart of thanksgiving to keep moving forward. And thanksgiving is a one day out of the entire year, but every day out of 365 days, 24 hours a day, we should have a heart of thanksgiving if we want to keep moving forward. Because guess what? The thief's always on call, <laughs> so we should always be alert. The Bible says to be alert for your enemy. He's like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. And I'm not saying be fearful and be awake at every waking moment. You should have peace. He said he gives his beloved sweet sleep right? But you should be alert and have a heart of thanksgiving, being focused on what God's doing in your life so that you're, you know, letting the limits off of God and letting him move in your life and not be so focused on what the enemy is doing. Because really, it's kind of giving him praise when you focus on what he's doing. And we don't want to do that. Psalms 105, verse 1 through 3, he says, give thanks to the Lord and proclaim his greatness. Let the whole world know what he has done. Sing to him. Yes, sing praises. Tell everyone about his wonderful deeds. Exalt his holy name. That is what we do. That's what we're doing here on Sunday morning. But we should be doing that every day of our lives. This morning I just had it in my heart. I don't know if it was because of of the, the message or what. But the Lord's helping me to just have a heart of thanksgiving. And do you guys remember that song? With my hands lifted up. And my heart filled with praise. Come on. In the heart of thanksgiving, I will bless thee, O Lord. Go on to the chorus. I will bless thee, O Lord. I will bless thee, O Lord. With a heart of thanksgiving, I will bless thee, O oh Lord. Amen. So I was looking up that song this morning because so it was on my heart and, um, It was really only old gospel people that were singing that song. And I was like, wow, it's just really just scripture, reminding your heart to bless the Lord, reminding your heart to be thankful for all he's brought you through. Amen. And so we need to have this heart of thanksgiving. And in David, he's telling the believers, he's saying, um, he's reminding us have a heart of thanksgiving with your hands lifted up. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. So don't forget when you're going through trials and tribulations to focus on Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith, because he's the one who's going to see you through that storm to the other side. And when you have your hands lifted up and your eyes are focused on Jesus, you're not looking to the right, you're not looking to the left, you're not looking behind, suddenly these problems seem to disappear, and he can just kind of translate you to the other side of that storm, amen? So God is so awesome, and he's so faithful, but when we get focused on the things the enemy's trying to do, and our heart of thanksgiving kind of diminishes, that thing sure seems to get bigger, doesn't it? As you talk about it more, it just kind of blows up on you, you know, you kind of talk about the problems with your family's facing, it gets bigger and bigger, and soon it overwhelms you and kind of cripples you. But if you'll focus on Jesus, if you'll focus on the fact that he's the author and finisher of your faith, if you'll focus on the fact of what he's already brought you through, where you are right now, the fact that you can sit here and worship God when before maybe you were addicted to drugs, before maybe you had gone through a divorce, before maybe you were sick and uh, God needed to heal you, whatever the case is in your life, you can lift holy hands and say, thank you, Jesus, for where you've brought me from and where you're bringing me to, amen? Hallelujah. Psalms 116, 17, he says, and Paul, I mean, um, David is reminding us, he says, I will sacrifice a thank offering to you and call upon your name, O Lord. It's a sacrifice sometimes because sometimes, you know, <laughs> you don't feel like it. Maybe you are going through something and you're saying, okay, I'm going to stop focusing on this stuff and I'm just going to go ahead and say thank you for all you've done for all you've brought me through. And I just thank you that you're faithful. You're going to continue to do that work in my life, bringing me through to the other side. Amen? So I believe that it's a decision, just like accepting Jesus Christ into your heart to be your Lord and Savior, to receive what he did for you on the cross is a decision of your heart. Living a life of thanksgiving and praise is the same thing. It's a decision of your heart to live that way focused on what he's done, what he's doing, or what he's about to do in your life, rather than what's going on down here on earth. Not that we don't ever have blessings on earth, we do. But do you know that the more you focus on the Lord, the smaller these things that would be a distraction um, will become, and the more blessed you'll be here on earth. Amen. Not one of us are without a distraction. (laughs) We all have different avenues, different buttons the enemy likes to try to push. But he does not have to be victorious. You do not have to let him have place in your life. If you'll focus on Jesus, it shuts the door on the enemy. I don't know about you, but I like to slam the door on the enemy's face. The Bible says to give no foothold to the enemy. Do you know what gives the devil foothold? Is us our minds, our thinking, our words... But if we'll focus on Jesus and have a heart of thanksgiving and praise, we're too busy thanking and praising the Lord that when tribulations come, when attacks of the enemy come, we're not giving it place with our mouth because out of our mouth produces blessings instead of cursings. Amen? And so we're moving forward to what lies ahead, and the enemy's trying over here to get a foothold, but instead of putting our foot through the door and opening it for him, we're shutting it and kicking it shut. Amen? By praising and thanking God. Hallelujah. Um, it kind of reminds me um, of Paul and Silas in Acts 16.25. Um, Let's turn there quick. You know, they could have been sitting there griping and complaining. And, and, yeah, we might have gone through things. And I've heard numerous stories, you know, from you all of things that you've gone through, you know. And, and I could sing the song myself, Nobody Knows the Trouble I've Seen. <laughs> But I have a choice to make. Am I going to focus on those things, or am I going to focus on how awesome God is? Am I going to give more light to what the enemy has done, or am I going to give more light to what God is doing and is going to do? Amen. In my life, Acts 16, 25. Hallelujah. Let's see if I can find it. At midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners heard and were listening. Suddenly there was a massive earthquake and the prison was shaken to its foundations and all the doors were immediately flew open. The chains of every prisoner fell off. The jailer jailer woke up to the prison doors wide open. I'm just going to stop there. That, hello, they were in prison. (laughs) And not only that, they were chained to the wall. So they had something to complain about. They were out serving God, preaching God's word, seeing the sick healed, raising the dead, all kinds of supernatural stuff, and they end up in jail? You know? They could have been like, Where were you, God? Why didn't you save me? Why didn't you keep us from harm? But when we go through tribulations and trials and attacks of the enemy, it doesn't mean God's left us because he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. It's all about what you allow to come out of this thing and where you allow this thing to think on. And so instead of being distracted by the fact and focused on the fact, which was probably pretty hard to do, but instead of being focused on the fact that they're chained to a wall and just like hanging there, They start just worshiping God because guess what? Even though they were in the situation they were in and even though you might be in a situation that you can't get out of in the natural, God can. And so they knew that about the Lord. They knew that if they will focus on the Lord, it could move them to the next level or to the next place that God has for them. They knew that God had already showed them things to come about what he had for them to do and that it couldn't stop where they were in the jail. So they just started thanking and praising God for who he is, for what he had done in the past, that he's always the same, what he was showing them about the future, and they started focusing on that. And before they knew it, I mean that place was shaken. The power of God becomes present to help in your time of need when you start praising and thanking God. It brings you over to the other side of a storm. It moves you on to the next level. It makes things that were impossible become possible for your life, for you to fulfill in that next stage of life, in that next place in the Lord, for you to fulfill what God's called you to fulfill. You might feel like you're incapable of what God's telling you to do, but if you'll thank and praise God for where he's brought you from and to right now and that he can bring you to the other side of this next step, he'll do it supernaturally. Amen? Or he'll lead you and guide you on how to. But Paul and Silas, they focused on thanking and praising God, and God intervened. So when you go through different troubles and trials, it's a perfect example because they could have complained. They they had obvious reason to, to focus on the negative, but they chose not to. They chose to focus on a heart of thanksgiving and praise for all that God is, all that He had done for them, and knew that He doesn't change and that He would bring them through. And He certainly did. Amen? Um, In Psalm 75 1, He says, We thank you, O God. We give thanks to you because you are near. People everywhere will tell of your wonderful deeds. It's a testimony. To unbelievers, when you go through a test and you make it through to the other side and you have Jesus to thank, amen? And so it testifies to them that God can bring them through too. You can share what you've been through and encourage people in the Lord that God can help you, amen? Another um, passage of scripture in 2 Chronicles 20 verses 21 um, Jehoshaphat, he was a king and he was faced with this large army. And he didn't know he had this super small army and they were weaklings compared to this, these large armies. Actually, there's armies coming against him, trying to take over his land. And um, he inquires of the Lord, What should I do? You know? And the Lord tells him something that kind of blew his mind. And sometimes we're like, why in the world would I thank and praise him in the midst of being chained to a wall? Or why in the world would I thank and praise him when I'm going through this test? God understands that, you know, my family's on the rocks. Or God understands that I'm sick and I can't get out of bed. Or God, Yeah, sure, he understands. But he also tells us a solution to the problem, which is to have a heart of thanksgiving. Focusing on him brings the power down. Focusing on him allows us to walk into that freedom and that victory that he already purchased for us on the cross. Amen. We see it with Paul and Silas. Now we see it again with Jehoshaphat. What he tells them to do is go ahead and send out your praisers and your thankers. Start singing to the Lord a new song. Start praising him. And soon, you know the story, the enemy gets so confused. Like, why are they shouting in victory?" When we are coming against them, what in the world is going on? And you know that when we thank and praise God in the midst of a storm, the enemy's confused. It was just a, a reflection of what happens in the spirit. When you are going through something that the enemy is so tried to target you with, and you start focusing on God and thanking and praising him for who he is, what he's done, what he's about to do, the devil gets discouraged. He gets confused. He's like, wait a minute. I thought I just threw this at them and this at them, but yet they're still focused on what God told them. They're still pushing forward to what God told them. They're not distracted. They're not discouraged. And he just starts getting confused. So with Jehoshaphat, they got confused. They start fighting each other and they get the victory. Jehoshaphat, his kingdom gets the victory. They get the plunder and they shout victory. (laughs) Amen. Because God's on our side. When you focus on Jesus, when you focus on thanking him and praising him in the midst of a storm, he can bring you to the other side of that thing and he can confuse the enemy. There's just no telling what he can do. All things become possible with God. You see it with Jehoshaphat. You see it with Paul and Silas singing and praising God in in the prisons. So, hallelujah. It doesn't matter what trial. If you give thanks and give praise god can supernaturally move you to the next level move you forward to what he has for you ahead because of a heart of thanksgiving and praise i'm also i also think about peter you know he's a great example in many ways and i i know we kind of think about him this way he did have great faith for taking a step out of the boat felt nothing except for that jesus says Come, it is me, so yeah, come. And so he steps out of the boat and starts walking in the supernatural. While his eyes were fixed on Jesus, let me just say this. The storm was already there, and he knew what he was getting himself into. He knew that it was the lake, you know? And he he knew the lake was there, and he knew the winds were blowing already when he said, Lord, if that's you, let me come out and walk to you. And the Lord's like, well, it is me, so go ahead and come on out. And so he knew what he was getting himself into. But when his eyes were fixed on Jesus, even though that was the water he was going to step into and the storm was already, you know, happening, when his eyes were fixed on Jesus, he could walk through and on the water and walk through that storm to Jesus with his eyes fixed on Jesus. When his eyes stopped being fixed on Jesus, and we could say, when our eyes, when our heart stops having a heart of thanksgiving and praise, we get our eyes fixed on the problem, and we can start to sink. But when your eyes are fixed on Jesus, no matter if you're walking on water and the supernatural's carrying you, or you know, if the winds are blowing at that time or not, if your eyes are fixed on Jesus, it can bring you through that storm to Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. But notice, it's such a perfect example that Peter, he was walking in the supernatural. His eyes are fixed on Jesus. I mean, the impossible is happening because, you know, all things become possible with the Lord. And so he's walking on water, walking through the storm, walking to the Lord, you know, taking a huge step in the supernatural. And then distraction comes. This is why the Lord keeps telling me don't get distracted. Don't get distracted. It's not because I'm a distracted person. It's because he knows the enemy's trying to kill, steal, and destroy from me the progress that God's bringing me through. And the Lord's just like, don't let that bother you. Don't let that bother you. Focus on me. Focus on me. He doesn't want us to get distracted. He wants our eyes fixed on him so that we keep pushing through to the other side. And so Peter, the Lord was like, why did you lack faith? (laughs) He pulls him out of the water. He had faith, but he got distracted. When we have a heart of thanksgiving, the Lord's showing me, when we have a heart of thanksgiving, it helps us keep our focus on him, which is where Peter should have had his focus on the Lord, not getting distracted by the right, the left, or what happened behind you, but focusing on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Amen? Amen. Let's turn to Hebrews 12. Are you getting something today? God wants us to move to the next level as a body of Christ, as individuals in the Lord. Hallelujah. Hebrews 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down. What slows us down? (laughs) the distractions and attacks of the enemy. So the Lord says, strip them off. Don't give it any attention. Just focus on what lies ahead. Strip off every weight that slows us down, especially sin that so easily trips us up. Let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. We do this by keep... Listen to this. This is a solution. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus the author and perfecter of our faith. So how do we strip off every distraction? How do we strip off sin? How do we strip off temptation to get distracted or discouraged? We keep our eyes focused on Jesus. We keep our eyes focused on things above, not on the things of this earth. Not allowing the things of this earth to move us, but focusing on what he said, what he has done, what he is doing in our lives, thanking him and praising him. And as we do, we're like Peter. We continue walking in the supernatural. The things that are impossible doesn't really matter because we're with God. All things become possible. And whether you're chained to a wall in a prison, whether you're left for dead on the street, Whether you're without food, you have something to be thankful for. This life is for but a moment. We're going to be in eternity with heaven. And God has made a way where there seemed to be no way. He sent his only son, Jesus Christ, to die for you. Amen. And that his love never fails. Great is his faithfulness. So, Father, we just thank you and praise you, Lord, that no matter what we're going through in this life, no matter what discouragement, no matter what dart of the enemy tries to come against us, we keep our eyes fixed and focus on you you the author and finisher of our faith God we thank you God we're not going to be distracted by what's going on on the right the left or behind us father we fix our eyes on you father I thank you Lord I pray for these believers Lord that you would move us by your spirit to the next level that you would lead us and guide our footsteps let them be ordered of you Lord moving forward pressing forward to what lies ahead Lord not getting discouraged by what is behind us in the name of Jesus Christ father I thank you and I praise you God that you're the author and finisher of our faith in the name of Jesus Christ. Can you give God a shout of praise? Amen. The Lord says to shout from the rooftops what he has done. Well, what he has done was he died and rose again from the dead. What he has done was maybe he healed your marriage. What he has done was maybe when it seemed impossible for you to have a child, you had a child. God supernaturally made a way where there seemed to be no way. Maybe you were in lack, but you heard about sowing seeds and, and you know giving your tithes and offerings. And all of a sudden, God started turning things around for your good, providing jobs and finances where there wasn't any. Giving you godly ideas of how to bring in finances. God is a way maker. Amen? When we focus on him, he can lead and guide and direct our footsteps he can cause things to work out for us where it shouldn't have worked out but God's faithful to those who will focus on him he'll see you through to the other side amen he'll see you through to the other side Father we just thank you we just praise you God you are so faithful Father we thank you and praise you God for what you've done for us that you died on the cross for our sins so that we could have eternal life Just with that alone, Lord, with your love that never fails, we have so much to be thankful for. But God, I know you've done things in each and every person's life in this place that is just a testimony that you're faithful. Father, I thank you that you've brought each one of us through storms in life, Lord, and that we can reflect on the goodness and faithfulness of God. That when the storms of this life do arise again, Father, that we can focus on you what you've done for us and it'll bring us through yet another storm lord we give you thanksgiving we give you praise and we worship you god you're so awesome you're so awesome jesus we thank you that you're here you're ministering to hearts you're meeting needs you're leading and guiding footsteps on the water and it's like each one of you have a different kind of supernatural thing that you have to step into you have a different storm that you're facing but he does he does bid you to come and focus on him and go ahead and walk on the water go ahead and take that step towards him because he's not going to leave you he's not going to forsake you in fact I see him holding your hand and he's going to lead and guide every footstep and every decision that you make if you'll just keep your eyes focused on Him with a heart of thanksgiving. Lord, not just this season, but Lord, every day of this entire year, Lord, bring us back to remembrance of this word, Lord. Help us to remember to have a heart of thanksgiving and stay focused on You. For You're faithful and You're true and You're awesome, God. We thank You, God, for all You've done in our lives. All that you're doing and working on, Lord, and I thank you, Father, right now. And I'm just going to declare this right now that He's faithful to finish the work He began. Maybe you've only come so far in your walk with the Lord, and you hear this series, The Next Level, and it just seems like it's so difficult. It's not difficult. Yield to Jesus. Focus on Jesus. Don't get distracted by the things of this world and the attacks of the enemy. Don't let those things move you. Just keep moving forward to what lies ahead and God will see you through. God will give you grace. He says, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. When you're weak because you're going through storms, he is strong. So that you can say, I am strong in the Lord. And in His mighty power. So, Father, we thank you that we're strong in You and in Your mighty power. That You see us through every storm. That Your grace is sufficient for us. We thank You, praise You, God. You're so awesome. You're so worthy to be praised. We're gonna get ready to give.